0: Uh, Braze entrance. Very, very cool. But top to bottom, just a fun, fun show. I enjoyed it. Mark. Shut up.
1: <laughs> Where's the mark button? Where's that thing? Get out of Yeah, Whatever happened to the mark button? I have no idea where that thing is. Did I sell that on eBay?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, my
0: name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a younger product?
2: It's going Jeff, the cream, to the top for oh, yeah. And you're listening to
3: all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The
2: fully postable,
3: have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure,
0: sold separately from LJM.
2: Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling.
1: Hey, welcome to episode 274 of. The Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest-running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real-life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello, Scott. What's going on, dude?
0: First up, lemon drop bang, powering me through this week's show. We did a uh, another food run, Jeff, and they still had fifty-cent lemon drop bangs on sale. Oh, so we picked up three cases.
1: Lemon Drop's becoming your go-to, (laughs) huh?
0: Well, when it's 50 cents, it is. So we have the fridge outside loaded with Lemon Drop Bang. I think our last batch lasted like, I don't know, it was like three weeks or a month or something. So, yeah, got that flowing through me for the show tonight. Aside from that, not a whole lot going on. Well, you know, except for two nights of WrestleMania this past weekend. That was fun.
1: You had fun with that?
0: Dude, loved it. Uh, Hung out with the Drunk Wrestling History crew on Saturday night and watched. Isn't it crazy that they had a changing of the guard in the women's division? It's been the four horsewomen running it for so long, it seems. And WrestleMania just completely shifted away. It was Oscar loses the belt to Ripley and Sasha loses to Bianca. I don't know if that's going to stay forever, but man, it was crazy to see him take both belts off of the existing champions on the men's side. We didn't see that happen. In fact, Roman with probably the most dominant performance of a champion at WrestleMania, pinning Edge and Daniel Bryan at the same time. Like, If there was any doubt in anyone's mind of how good Roman Reigns is right now and how dominant he is at the top of the card, that was put to rest. He main evented the main day Sunday of WrestleMania and pinned two of the biggest names of the last 20 years in WWE, pinned them both at the same time. That was dominant. Closed the show. Holy crap. Loved that KO got a match with Sami Zayn. Two guys that have basically been fighting forever. Absolutely loved the match. Even though Logan Paul was there. But whatever. Sometimes you need a little dressing. But let's hear it for Cesaro. Finally getting that big singles WrestleMania win. You know, you thought that WrestleMania 30, when he dumped Big Show over the top rope, that was going to be his moment, right? His big launching pad for a push. And here we are seven years later, and he never really got that big push. Well, this year, finally got a singles match. Great match with Seth Rollins. Got the Duke in that one. Super happy for Cesaro. Overall, I really enjoyed WrestleMania. I had a great time with it. Was it a perfect card? No, of course it wasn't. But it could be the last time we ever see WrestleMania on two nights. And I've got to say, I loved that it was broken up into three hours each. It made it a little more digestible. It wasn't six or seven, almost eight hours straight of wrestling. I kind of like the two hour or the the three hour breakup. I'm okay with it. But looking forward to next year with a packed house. I gotta say, I did enjoy WrestleMania this year. And how cool will it be if we get a Edge in white gear figure?
1: What about Randy Orton in white gear?
0: Yeah, that too. There were some different looks this year. Dude, how about Omos? Holy crap, just throwing around New Day. What a way to introduce yourself at WrestleMania on the biggest stage and just make a big introduction. Dabakato, did I pronounce his name right? Came back for uh, Apollo Crews. That was Mm kind of cool to see. So he's got a big man in his corner now. I I wasn't crazy about the title change. I really wish that Big E kind of had that big moment at WrestleMania. I thought he was going to. Uh, That was kind of taken away. Hopefully next year he gets it. But good on Apollo Cruz winning the title. But man, what a show! What I, I had fun, dude. It was just it was fun. I enjoyed watching it, and there were some looks coming out of there where you could say, okay, that's going to make a cool looking figure. Alexa with the black goo pouring out of her forehead, like Ultimate Warrior way back when. That was kind of neat. Uh, Bray's entrance, very very cool. But top to bottom, just a fun fun show. I enjoyed it. Mark, shut up.
1: Where's the mark button? Where's that thing?
0: Get out of here. Whatever happened to the mark button?
1: I have no idea where that thing is. Did I sell that on eBay?
0: Anyways. (laughs) You might have sold it on eBay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I was trying to get COVID money out of it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it
0: was hard times. You needed the COVID money.
1: Night one was fantastic. Night two, it was saved by the Roman match.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Night two was horrible.
0: Well, I wouldn't say horrible, dude. It was still... KO had a singles match. That was good.
1: That was good. I just didn't enjoy Night 2, but it was saved by the Roman match. And Roman dominated like he should because Roman is saving WWE right now with how good he is. Oh, yeah. I don't know if people appreciate how good he is right now with his character and how he's a heel. And he's just he's great. He's great right now.
0: He really is. I love that they've kind of taken those restraints off of him where they were really trying to push him into a corner and make him be that baby face. Now they were kind of like, screw it, give the fans what they want, boo the man, but give him reason to boo. And damn, is he giving us a reason to boo him. He is so dominant right now. And you know what's crazy is when Randy Orton was coming to the ring, certain people, you look at him and they're kind of wide-eyed and you can tell that they're taking in the moment, but they're just, they're excited to be at WrestleMania. You look at a guy like Randy Orton, you watch his entrance. He was just focused. Yes, he's a veteran of, gosh, what, 16, 17 years already in WWF. But you look at that man's face. It's like he's been there before and he has, but he knows what he's doing. And he owned the moment. He owned the crowd. And that's what you get with a veteran. Now you fast forward to Sunday, closing the show with Roman. He had the same look on his face, but he's been going for a much shorter time than Randy Orton has Roman gets it, dude. Roman had that look that Randy Orton had. He walked out. He owned the crowd. You could just see the confidence pouring out of him. Good for Roman. I love it. It's fantastic. The story about last year with not being able to wrestle because of COVID. He had to drop out. He had the scare. I'm okay with it because you look at where he is this year. It's easy to forget last year. So I'm just so happy for Roman and where he's at. He showed Sunday. He absolutely deserves to be at the very top of the card. But what a match to close the show. That Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman match. Holy crap. That was incredible. I loved it.
1: So figures that we will get from WrestleMania. Orton and white. Edge and white.
0: Apollo Crews in the tights.
1: Apollo Crews. Obviously, we're going to get Sasha. And that gear and that look she had going on on Saturday.
0: For sure. Rhea Ripley. Definitely, you'll get that WrestleMania look.
1: By the way, you were talking about the four horsemen, uh, the four horsewomen, I should say. And Oscar uh, was not part of that four horsewomen. You said the four horsewomen have dominated, but you know they did the changing of the guard with Asuka. Oscar was not part of the four horsewomen.
0: Yeah, she was kind of around that same time. You're right; she's not one of the four horsewomen, but still, it it's crazy to see someone not named Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, or Sasha holding a title because it seems that they've basically run the show since like 2015. And big time changing of the guard. Big time change and I'm a fan of it. I like it. Rhea Ripley is fantastic. Bianca is still young and learning but so good in the ring. Dude, she had a great match with Sasha on Saturday night. That was fantastic. Rhea's with Oscar was good, but I think Bianca and Sasha I love that they closed Saturday night. I'm so happy for both women. And it was funny because there was a camera on the outside of the ring after the match on Saturday night, the main event. And Sasha was trying to sell an injury, but she couldn't hide the smile on her face and her happiness for Bianca to have that moment. So while Sasha is 0-4 WrestleMania, <laughs> she's never won at Mania, to see the happiness on her face for Bianca, that just tells volumes, dude about the person that she is. Like Corey Graves rips her all the time that she's all about herself. No way. No way. She was so happy for Bianca in that moment. And you'll notice too, as soon as the pinfall was made, Sasha rolled out. Unlike Brett at 12 with HBK, where HBK had to tell the ref to get the trash out of the ring.
1: Hey, 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 hey.
0: Loved WrestleMania. I had a lot of fun with it. And great for Sasha and Bianca. I'm so happy they got a main event spot on Saturday night. That's kind of the cool thing with having two nights as well. You can roll the dice on something like that and see how it works. And I think Saturday totally paid off.
1: Also on Saturday, I got my uh, vaccination. And it's funny too, because as I got the vaccine and I, you, know, you have to sit there for 15 minutes and contemplate the ifs and all that stuff. I was sitting there and I was thinking, I just got the vaccine. This means next year we can start doing WrestleManias. We can go back to Double or Nothings. We can go to all these wrestling shows we used to. As I was getting the vaccine, I started thinking about all the things that now are going to be coming back into my life that I used to do. And it was one of those happy moments, you know? It's one of those, cool, I get to hang out with everybody at WrestleMania next year. You know, we get to do the Fig Life meetup again because now we have the vaccine. And it's just one of those things that just kind of started flooding back to me as you're, con- you're sitting there for 15 minutes and make sure, you know, nothing happens. You don't grow a tail. Right.
0: Start speaking Russian.
1: Yeah, stuff like that. Anyways,
0: you can start going to bathhouses again.
1: That never stopped me. Anyways,
0: <laughs> COVID can't stop this train.
1: <laughs> Literally a train, dude.
0: <laughs> by the way, I. <laughs> by the way, I might have already found a spot for next year's meetup. So oh. Ed, my co-partner on uh, Drunk Wrestling History, his brother Michael just moved to Dallas. And he's got a little place around the corner from him. He was telling Ed about it. And Ed's like, dude, this spot might be cool for your meetup next year. He sent me the information. I'm still checking it out, but I'll talk to you about it after. But I might have already found a spot for next year's meetup.
1: Uh, did Vinnie Paul of Pantera used to own it?
0: No. So that would be an issue for our meetup, right? Is we try to be family friendly. We do have listeners with kids. Well, mostly family friendly. So we've got listeners with kids. They couldn't attend the meetup if we had it at a place like that. That doesn't mean that we won't have like a joint drunk wrestling history, fully posable meetup for the adults, (laughs) the adult version, (laughs) the adult version that might happen, but trying to find kind of a more family friendly place for the actual fully posable meetup and might already have the spot. I'll fill you in after, but it seems perfect. It, It goes in line with every place we've had a meetup before.
1: All right. I'm all ears, dude. Perfect. If you would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or Whatamaneuver.net and also check out Homage.com where they have some comfortable shirts over there as well. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable. Instagram Fully Posable WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Fully Podcast.com or just head over to Podbean and you can go all the way back to episode one, which I don't recommend doing, all the way up to, well, what is now 274. So if you want to go back and listen to any of those, head on over to Podbean. You can do that. It's funny, dude. I was looking at the years on the side of the screen, and it's all 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. I was like, holy crap, we're old.
0: Yes. Yes. Very old.
1: You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes, if you have any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. And I have some exciting news. Drum roll, Scott. Okay, stop right now. Okay. Scott and I, me and Scott, us. Just the two of us. The Fully Posable crew are going to have our Hall of Fame of 2021 in the middle of May. I will have more information next week, but in the middle of May, we are going to have the 2021 Fully Posable Hall of Fame. I cannot wait for this.
0: It's going to be May.
1: God damn it. Why'd you do that?
0: Because <laughs> now it's going to be stuck in your head and all the listeners' heads.
1: Anyways, middle of May, we are going to be announcing our next figures into the Fully Posable Hall of Fame. And don't forget, Hall of Shame. <laughs> yeah any guesses guys any guesses
0: at all on who or what goes into the hall of shame
1: do we even drop a hint no because it's so obvious right
0: it, it really is it really we've cracked several jokes but if you can't figure it out mid may
1: scott did you do any twice button?
0: I got in my Walter figure from RSC. Dude, fantastic figure. Not just the figure, but the packaging, because it has NXT TakeOver 2019 logos, or its logo at the top of the card. The only bad thing, there's no hanger. So I can't hang it up on the wall.
1: That might be one that you have to set on top of the detolf whenever California gets detolfs.
0: Yes, as soon as California gets detolfs back in, I've got a bunch of stuff to go in, but actually what I'm going to do is in the closet where the TV is going, there's that top shelf. Well, most closets have like a top shelf. That's where all my boxed figures are going to go. So like my defining moments, I'm going to put my special edition uh, 2K games up there, like the box sets. Those are going to go up there. And now Walter, because he has no tag to hang and I don't want to put a sticky tag on there. um, I'm going to put him up on that shelf as well. But yeah, love the Walter figure. The pose on the package is perfect. And we've talked about that when you can make a pose on a figure for an MOC collector, it's it gives it extra points on the cool scale. So, love the Walter figure. The sculpt is great, the pose is great. I love that he comes with the robe. Fantastic figure and the UK title. Love that figure. Highly recommended. Nice, dude. And that was it for toy spotting. I didn't go anywhere. Just got in my Walter.
1: Yeah, same here, dude. I didn't really go anywhere except to get the vaccine, as I've already said, but we didn't go out anywhere afterwards. Um, I got in my Super 7 figures.
0: You got in your Super 7 figures. Okay, so apparently there's a snowball fight in hell.
1: I know, dude. I, I'm waiting for the news to break on another pandemic. Is that a pig flying over your head? <laughs> yeah, I got in the uh, Super 7 figures.
0: Wow. Okay, so give us a review. I mean, you kind of already did because you saw
1: Norm's. Uh, they're still in the box. <laughs> so they actually come in a plastic wrapping that's inside a cardboard box. Um, I don't want to cut the plastic wrapping.
0: God, oh, dude.
1: What? Uh,
0: you might want to talk to somebody. You know, a little bit of help.
1: Yeah, I've got issues, dude. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of issues.
0: <laughs> You're not decreasing any value there. These are yours. You want to display them, right? You want to show off how good the figures are?
1: Yeah. Cut the plastic. Well, I don't want to. I, it's oh. It's like, I, I, what if they go up in value and and somebody really wants them in the plastic? And
0: You're not going to sell them anyway. You I know never I'm sell not. your figures. I know
1: I'm not. I know.
0: See, just when I think that I'm getting bad with these figures, I talk to you. Suddenly, I feel better about me. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff.
1: If any fig lifer out there wants to feel better about themselves, just come talk to me anytime.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have my girlfriend open my figures for me. (laughs) I can't cut plastic on Super 7 figures.
1: I'm a bucket of yuck over here. So, yeah, just come talk to me anytime, you know? Dude, you dropped
0: like two bills on a cardboard box and some plastic.
1: It was more than two bills.
0: Oh, my goodness. You waited how long for these? Griped, complained, almost every week. You finally get them and you're like, I can't cut plastic.
1: Yeah, I can't cut plastic.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, dude.
1: Yeah? You want to move on?
0: (laughs) It's best to move on. You can't even give us a review. You're like, yeah, the cardboard and the plastic look great. I haven't gotten past it.
1: The cardboard looks cool because it has uh, the lion logo and then it has the person's name. So I know who's in that box. (sighs) Oh.
0: Jeffrey Toon. You love me. Of course I do. Of course I do. But you need to open your figures. At least remove the plastic so you can see what they look like. You spent money on these. You waited forever for these. You need to take them out of at least that top part that comes off of the package. Just so you can see the figures. And then put the little cardboard sleeve back over the top of it and file it away.
1: But but the plastic that wraps the cardboard sleeve. Okay. Order another
0: set, dude. That way, you won't have any qualms about cutting plastic.
1: And done.
0: <laughs> Did you really order another set already? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> like, but now that you mentioned it,
1: and now, yeah, exactly. Now that you mention it, that's not a bad idea. Although, oh, if, New, if New Japan comes to California again, I will probably end up cutting the plastic.
0: You're gonna have to because you're gonna want to get them signed. So. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, Rad Chad texted me the other day and he said, hey, did you notice that the Brett from the Survivor series is him from 96? And I said, yeah. He goes, so the original picture that we saw was Brett in the singlet from 93. So does that mean we're not getting it? And I was like, crap.
0: Son of a.
1: Kudos to Rad Chad for piecing this all together. Never even thought about this. But the Brett and the singlet is the one we've been begging for. All Bret Hart fans have wanted this one figure.
0: And here you thought you were getting them both.
1: Because exactly. Because when they originally announced the Survivor Series lineup, they showed Brett in the Pink singlet from ninety three, but when they showed the rendering, it was Brett from nineteen ninety six.
0: Okay, we need clarification, please.
1: So the clarification is is that the rendering is what's coming out.
0: Oh man. So you still are not going to have your singlet Brett.
1: No, I mean I'm happy to get the ninety six Brett because that is one that we've always been wanting because he's we've never gotten him in that kind of hot pink with the man, I don't even know what color it was, kind of trim on the outside. We've never right. had we've never had that outfit. Which is I'm happy to be getting this one, but the pink singlet is the one that if you're a Bret Hart fan, you know what I'm talking about. You know you've been wanting this in figure form for the longest of times.
0: It wouldn't surprise me to see them throw that one out as a basic.
1: Oh, I don't want it as a basic.
0: Well, but how do you dress it up as an elite?
1: You put the sunglasses
0: with it? Like, I don't know. I'd be okay with it being a basic.
1: Put Owen and the two other brothers in the package.
0: Oh, man.
1: Just saying.
0: Well, there's a hell of an idea right there.
1: (laughs) That's that's like a Survivor Series 4 pack, dude.
0: Yeah, you just went full wish list right there.
1: But kudos to Rad Chad, dude. I did not even catch that last week. Uh, when we were talking about it with Steve, I was like, yeah, we're going to be getting the 93 Survivor Series Brett and the 96 Survivor Series Brett. And I was all stoked. And then Rad Chad texted me and crapped in my cereal.
0: Damn. Okay, but what if it's a variant?
1: That would be the hottest variant ever.
0: Um, It might be. It might be, especially for all the Brett fans out there. Yeah, that... Oh, man. Could you imagine the secondary market value of that thing?
1: No, I don't want to even think about it.
0: <laughs> With <laughs> our luck finding figures out here? Yeah, you're like, no, thank you, sir.
1: Scott, we have a smidge of news. What do you say we jump into it?
0: Let's talk about a smidge. Oh, you
3: going to learn today.
1: Scott, in the news, first zombie sailor. He announced his latest signing, and it's the Brooklyn Brawler.
0: Very nice. That'll go nicely with a lot of Hasbro collections.
1: I'm indifferent on this one. What I was really hoping is that he would start off and just go after names that we've never gotten that we've desired. And he did that with Dino. And he did go and get the Rock and Roll Express, who's only had one set of figures before. Right. But I was really hoping he would go for names like that we have been craving that we've never gotten before. And I'm hoping more names like that start coming up. You know, when we talked about Earl Hebner, we were like, okay, Earl's already gotten a figure. We wish we'd have gotten Tommy Young. You know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of NWA fans that would love a Tommy Young figure.
0: Yeah, but Earl fits better with the Has. Like if you're looking for names to fill into your Hasbro collection, like names you never had, you're looking at like 90 through 94, 95. I think Earl fits in nicely with that. I think the Brawler fits in nicely. Obviously, Dino Bravo. But that's kind of like where I'd be coming from, trying to collect the figures that he's putting out. Even the Dynamite that's coming out from Chella, that doesn't really fit the the era of Hasbro because I believe the British Bulldogs were done in, what, 89? Maybe early 90? So even Dynamite doesn't really fit that mold. So that's kind of what I'm looking for out of like Chella... Um, uh, nerds seems like they're going in a different direction, but Cella and zombie, like that, those are the names I'm looking for is to fill in just kind of holes in the Hasbro collection from that
1: era. Well, technically zombie sailor did get bruiser Brody too. So that doesn't really fit that era. Uh,
0: no, definitely not. And you know, kudos to him. He's going outside the box and it's just, he's going to do figures in Hasbro style. And that's cool. You know, especially if you're a custom collector, You've got probably a bunch of different names and a bunch of different promotions or federations that you've got custom figures of. Bruiser Brody will fit in very nicely with that, as will the other names that he announced. But for those kind of figures, like I'd more be looking at fitting into the Hasbro era. Uh,
1: I'm just hoping for names, more names that we haven't gotten the past. Like, for example, sticking with your Hasbro era, go out and get Hakushi.
0: Uh, yes, very much so. And that would fit absolutely and would make a badass looking figure too
1: right we've gotten him in the share pro line but having him in a hasbro line that'd be kind of cool you know
0: that would be very cool that's a great call
1: so i was i'm hoping for something like that something uh, like the brawler's cool and all but we got him in the jacks classic and i think that just fit perfect right there and we got our brawler figure and that's it
0: i wonder if since arn and tully are with aew And AEW so far has not released a small-scale figure. I wonder if Zombie Sailor has access to get Arn and Tully because I'd love to have a set of Brain Busters.
1: Mm, I think if they're under a contract with AEW, I don't think they can venture out. But AEW might be a different monster than WWE, you know?
0: Very well could be because I know like with FTC, they can do 8-inch DC figures in that old Mego style. And McFarlane can do DCs in the seven inch style that he does. So it's more of like a scale as opposed to a name that you're licensing. But I don't know how that works with like AEW.
1: Also, you mentioned Cella Toys before. They showed off their rendering of Bull Nakano. Did you see it, Scott?
0: I did. That looks very cool. And again, rendering, we have to temper expectations, but that figure looks awesome.
1: But that was a lot of excitement right there, dude. Oh, I for s- sure, yeah. I saw that. Popped huge. Had the uh, black outfit with gold writing on the left e- uh, chest area. Green hair, according to the rendering. Black boots. I loved it. Here's my money. Yep. Three snaps
0: up in a B formation.
1: <laughs> well done, dude. Thank you. Also, Junk Shop Dog showed off their next Popey-style figures, and it is the Road Warriors. So, Scott... My prediction where I went out on a limb came true that we were getting Road Warrior figures this year. Unfortunately, it was not from, who did I say? I think it might have been... Um, Storm? Storm Collectibles, thank you. It was not from Storm, but we got it from Jug Shot Dog.
0: Yes, and actually, aside from just Toys Bendems, these would be the first Road Warrior, actual Road Warrior, not Legion of Doom, but Road Warrior bendy figures. They look fantastic. Again, I only saw a side view, but these are again Road Warriors, not Legion of Doom. It'll be the it looks to be the traditional like 86 face paint and the side of the tights, again black tights, black boots. The sides say Warriors in red. Big big fan of that look. I've always loved 86 style figures like Legends Series 1 from Mattel. Popey is doing them. Great addition to their lineup. The Road Warriors are a huge get. We've been clamoring for more Road Warriors figures. Here we go from Junk Shop Dog. Big fan of them. I'm definitely picking them up. I'm going to guess they're going to be in the $50 to $60 range. I'm hoping they come on a tag team card. But man, these look awesome.
1: Absolutely. So those were actually no WWE news after last week and no AEW news. It was all the, uh, the smaller companies.
0: Yeah, dude. So excited. So excited for those road warriors. Bendoms. Cannot wait to see how the finished product is and what the card is going to look like. Oh my goodness. Very, very cool.
1: So, Scott, since we only had that little bit of news, I did go on to the Wrestling Figs message boards. I thought Steve would have some little trinkets on there after last week's reveal. So, let's jump over to the Wrestling Figs message boards. Zen411 said, Steve, I'm really curious why Elite Sid Justice isn't this two-in-one figure. The Sid Vicious gear doesn't make sense if it is marketed as Sid Justice any background why that decision was made? Steve said he was originally being developed as WCW's Sid Vicious for a different wave. We were trying to think of a fun accessory and came up with the removable ref gear to make it a 2-in-1. We then had a quick lineup adjustment and needed to fill the SummerSlam slot. So we decided to move Sid here, but reversed the pack out to make Sid Justice the focal point version. I'll be honest, we disagree on this making sense as it's meant to be a two-in-one figure, and from the feedback, it seems like the majority of people are happy with this. I'm thinking you simply want a straight-up Sid Justice. That'd be my next choice personally when it's time to revisit Sid.
0: Very cool. I'm totally okay with that as long as Sid Justice comes out. But look, they already did one, right? There was already a Sid Justice figure specifically. He was a basic, looked great. I'm okay with them doing Sid Justice again down the line. I personally do like this figure a lot. I think it's awesome that they were able to do a WWF and WCW two-in-one. Great call on their part. I love it. Good move. The red singlet, too. Great call on their part. As you mentioned last week, Jeff, to mirror his Gloob UK, a big fan of it. Big, big fan. Great looking figure. I get why they did it. It's a 2 and one We don't often get where they mix two federations in one figure. Good move, and we'll get another Sid Justice.
1: Don't worry about it. Second question came in from Casanova on the Wrestling Figs message board. He says, first off, thanks for the retro relaunch. Looking back at all the questions in this thread considering retros, I really don't want to play poker with you. I really had no idea that they were this close to being restarted. Question number one. Will Retro share parts with MOTU WWEU figures such as head sculpts or accessories? Same for Elites and Basics. I always enjoyed adding stuff to my Retro figures. AJ Styles, for example, has an Elite head and the matching vest, which is really upgrading the overall figure. Steve said... As of now, there's no part-sharing between retros and other lines other than select accessories like Elias's guitar. Could that change if needed at some point? Maybe. I could see Motu heads being compatible potentially, but there's no plan to do that. Question number two from Casanova. Imperium, are they on top of your to-do list or rather down? Steve said Imperium is on the radar with other notable first time in the line at possibilities. Can't say who's at the top of the list though.
0: I would agree. I am super excited for retros. And like we talked about last week with Steve, I'm wondering what the accessories are this time. And I'm excited to get all the details about how it's going to relaunch, where you're going to be able to purchase it at, who's going to be in the first sh- uh, wave out of the shoot So just literally waiting on pins and needles on Steve to announce further news on the retro line, which I'm guessing we'll get a SDCC question mark.
1: Yeah, that's what he kept saying is that any further info on retros will be at SDCC. I can't even count how many times he mentioned that during the, uh, the message boards things that I was reading. Perfect.
0: I can wait three months. We know retros are coming back. We've seen the first two. Piper and Mean Gene both have accessories, so I'm super excited to see where this line is headed.
1: Next question comes in from Cable V. Seeing that the latest Royal Rumble Wave is available for pre-order on two major online retailer sites, has Target dropped the line? Is there a backstory to this wave that you can share? Steve says I can't really share much, but keep in mind that this is a fast-moving business in challenging times. Sometimes plans have to be adjusted quickly target still fully supports this line and it will continue into 2022 okay into 2022 that's good for the contract right
0: you've got to think so he's just acknowledged that it's carrying for but we've known that we've known that they've got plans for figures beyond the contract so yes based on his answer i'm going to think that this is good news for the line moving forward staying under mattel's umbrella. And let's all not kill ourselves anymore and spend four to five times as much on a figure that somebody paid for it at retail, especially on the Royal Rumble line when you see them popping up at Amazon and RSC when they're supposed to be Target exclusive. Don't kill yourself, guys. They were The, the Ultimate Warriors were on Amazon for 20 bucks. Come on.
1: Harley hysteria, Scott.
0: I understand. I uh, Believe me, I get it. I have yet to add a Harley to my collection for that reason. But I was one that was going to go, okay, maybe I'll spend 40 or 50 bucks on that warrior. I didn't. I got it at RSC for about half of that. But if I had waited even a little bit longer, I would have gotten it on Amazon for cheaper. But again, it's like playing the stock market, right? You never know when to pull the trigger. What's the right price? It's kind of watching it go up and down. But man, when these things are supposed to be at one place and they pop up at two others, it makes playing the game a little bit harder for sure.
1: And last question comes in from Fighter Hayabusa. Is the Hulk rule shirt coming with Survivor Series Hogan cloth or plastic? If cloth, will it be Velcro in the front like the Ultimate Edition Hollywood? Velcro in back like most or a pullover like Ultimate Edition Austin? If plastic, will it have the slit down the front like the previous Hogan figures? Steve said soft goods. I'm assuming Rip Velcro on the front. Haven't seen a sample yet. So that's for the Survivor Series, Hogan.
0: Cool. Great name, too. Fighter Hayabusa. I wonder if he does the back brain kick.
1: Ooh, great call, dude. I like the name. Scott, that rounds out the news. Scott, we skipped listener last week, but we're not doing that this week. We've got quite a bit of a listener segment, so what do you say we go talking to him?
0: Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people, and I just
4: want to listen to the listeners. Hey, Jeff and Scott, this is David Myers. I'm calling because I listened to your conversation based on Josh Thompson's questions about reopening Toys R Us, should it be in a mall, things like that. And I realized that I forgot to tell you guys that I actually went to one of the two Toys R Us that opened back up a few years ago when I was visiting my parents in the Garden State Mall in Paramus, and it was terrible. So most of the store was like experiential toys and electronic toys that you could play with. And then one tiny corner of it was action figures, and they had made they had no wrestling figures they had maybe 10 marvel legends the selection was so bad that it was just like a waste of time you would you would never go there for those and um, so when when scott said he didn't Think malls would be a good idea. I think that's probably true. I mean, I don't even know if Toys R Us can do well. I just don't know if the market's there. Scott was talking about how he you know, didn't like that they added things like selling like clothes and things like that. And I agree, but then – part of me thinks, well, maybe they started adding that stuff because they weren't making enough money from toys and action figures. I definitely agree video games are not a good idea for them. And we'll see. I mean, I don't even know if Toys R Us can be a good business model Anymore. We've talked about on the show before how kids don't really use toys that much anymore and it's kind of a dying market and so much of it is now geared towards older collectors, although they would definitely go to Toys R Us. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I just think they're going to need to find a way to have a much bigger selection in the stores and that's going to cost a lot of money and risk losing a lot of money. So, I mean, I kind of wish I hadn't visited the Toys R Us I saw because it was so pathetic. It just kind of made me sad. Uh, and I'm worried that the new ones that open up, even if they're a little bigger, are going to kind of feel that way. But we'll see. Anyway, I've missed calling in to talk with you guys. Jeff, happy birthday. And as I mentioned to you, I loved that episode with chick Foley, so hope. You know, you do more of those joint podcasts and you ever want Michael Bloomstein and Bloomywood to come do a podcast with you, he would be thrilled. All right, guys, have a great week.
1: Well, that explains why we never heard anything about those Toys R Uses, because I guess they didn't have anything. Thank you, David, for kind of following up regarding that. I think, honestly, if they did to do Toys R Uses, they have to basically do collector stuff, Legos. G.I. Joe's, or special edition, whatever, you know. It's going to have to be something geared towards collectors. Call it Collectors R Us.
0: <laughs> yeah, or at least have a portion of the store just solely devoted to collectors, like Collectors Corner or something like that. I think they actually had something like that before. But look, there is still big money in toys. I think David is right to a certain extent that it's... If it does come back at some point, it's going to be a scaled back version. I think we can all assume that. I really, as we talked about, I really don't think malls are a viable option. There has to be some happy in-between to the the giant that they were before, but not as small as like a mall shop. That's just, it doesn't work. But the money that's in toys right now, yes, kids are moving away from toys. For example, Peyton at 11 and a half years old, she'll be 12 in August. Peyton at 11 and a half does not play with toys at all anymore. She's got some squish which are like those stuffed animal things. She's got slime. She's still into that. But for her, it's all about gaming. Like that is her jam. Roblox, Minecraft, her Nintendo Switch, her Dell Windows 10 tablet, like, that is her jam, even on her phone and doing TikToks. Like, everything is computers and phones. Like, that is where her wheelhouse is. But there's still a lot of money to be made off of us, the adult collector, and babies through toddlers to young children. There's still a lot of money to be made in those toys. So, I, I do think there is a future for Toys R Us. I really do. Definitely scaled back, as David mentioned. No video games. Don't need that. Sell the hardware, not the software. There has to be a spot for Toys R Us in this market. There's so much money in toys. They have to be a player in today, for sure. If KB Toys wants to come back, even better. But in some way, shape, or form, I think Toys R Us has a future if it's done right, for sure.
1: You know what would be cool, dude? At each Toys R Us, have a corner corner. And treat it like a little mom and pop stand. Have people bring in their toys and have Toys R Us buy it from them and then resell it.
0: Uh, You mean like Rasputin's buying records and tapes and CDs?
1: You know, people bring in G.I. Joe's, old school G.I. Joe's, and then they buy them from. It's like GameStop, well, like GameStop buying games and then reselling the games, you know. But,
0: But then Toys R Us is dealing in vintage toys?
1: Yes, that's
0: where the money's at, right? It would mean that every store would have to have an expert. Okay. And what do you walk in with your entire collection and they're like, oh, sorry, Dave's off today, man. We can't (laughs) buy your toys. Come back later. I I don't know. That would be tricky business, dude.
1: They just walk in and go, okay, uh, PM for price.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and then Toys R Us is determining market value on toys to an extent. Oh, that, that's tricky business to me because then they become like a secondary seller. And I don't know that I'm super okay with that. I, mm, Interesting. Interesting take. That would definitely be different.
1: It would be something unique. Like, I'm just thinking of like, okay, Toy Safari down here in Alameda. People bring in toys from the past and to- Toy Safari buys them from them and then they put them out on their shelves, right?
0: but that's 100% of their business they're not buying new product directly from vendors to sell like that's 100% their business
1: uh toy safari also gets funko's in they get um some other toys uh, but it's not that much it's not that much it's like funko's mega blocks and i think a one or two other toy lines and then they the rest is vintage
0: mm. I think I disagree with you on this one, dude. I don't think I want to see Toys R Us dip their toes into the vintage toys market.
1: I don't know. It's just something unique. That would be something that would be geared for collectors. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a tricky one.
1: David, thank you. Can't wait to see you when we can. Scott, the next audio comes in from Good Brother Mike. Let's see what GBM's got to say.
3: Hey guys, good brother Mike. Uh, I sent in an audio last week, but with all the Mattel reveals, uh, I figured you wouldn't get to it, so uh, I'm going to try this again this week uh, and give you a two-parter. The last couple weeks you guys mentioned not having the Mega Powers Macho Man in the Mattel line yet. Uh, I gave it a little thought, and here's how I think they could do it. How about an Elite 2-pack, Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man, the Mega Powers. And now I know Mattel can get pretty creative with their packaging at times. We've seen it with the Shockmaster. Uh, they posed Walter with his arms behind his back for that exclusive. So give us an Elite 2-pack, the Mega Powers, Hogan, Macho Man, doing the Mega Powers handshake in the package. I think that would be pretty sweet. Definitely want to pick that up. Uh, my second part here, uh, my favorite part of the Mattel reveals last week, and that has to be the return of the Retros. Um, I agree with Steve Fountas. Yes, Jeff, it's Fountas. Uh, yellow King of the Ring retro ring would be pretty awesome. Uh, I'd like to see maybe some title belts, old style, new style. Uh, maybe give us a referee, Vince McMahon. But uh, I'd really like to see him take a crack at getting some females into the line this time. Maybe start with uh, Miss Elizabeth, China, Trish, Lita, the Four Horsewomen, Uh, We could start a wish list here, but uh, let me know what you guys think. How would you guys uh, get that mega powers macho into the line? And uh, what else would you like to see in this uh, Mattel retro line that they're continuing? Uh, Right guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Love you up. See ya.
1: Thank you, GBM. We love you too, man. Honestly, the elite two pack that came out last week with rock and sock. I thought that next elite two pack was going to be the mega powers. I honestly did. Hogan's now under the line. Macho's under the line. It just... It made sense. I did not see Rock and Sock coming. So, next Elite line is not it be the Mega Powers. My personal opinion. Wishlist, I guess. Uh, regarding the Retros, yeah, they've got to do some unique things this time, man. More accessories. Give us the accessories. I mean, we kind of saw that with Mean Jeans Mike. We saw that with Piper's Kilt. You know, regarding the ring, do a Yellow King of the Ring ring or... Do a yellow Survivor Series ring or, or do something unique. Add some flair, you know. That's what we want to see with this. You know, keep making things unique. Make the cage. Make the blue steel cage.
0: Make the ring carts. They've done those for the, the bigger figures. Make them for the retros.
1: Exactly. So there's so many unique things that they could do with this line. I hope that they do the box art with the yellow King of the Ring. You know how, remember, Brett was punching Yoko? Yes. How cool would it be if it was AJ giving a phenomenal forearm to Shane McMahon or something like that. It's just Shane was the first person that came to my mind, but that do, would be sweet. Yeah, do something unique, you know, dress it up. That's what we're here for. And I that's what I'm hoping that they do with these. I'm hoping also that the retros do make it back to retail. Hopefully they're on the pegs for us. You know, we'll complain about them, not seeing them originally. And then hopefully they just get flooded. But that's going to be the scary thing is retailers are going to see that. And they're going to be like, oh, wait, these things didn't sell the first time. We don't want them now.
0: Yeah, it has to be a business model that makes sense. Right. So we'll have to wait and see what that's going to be. But dude, how cool would it be if they started doing small play sets for the retros, like a Piper's Pit, for example, and that comes with a Piper figure. Or a barbershop window that comes with a Brutus Beefcake Retro. I love the idea on the packaging with the Mega Power shaking hands. I hope that they would keep them in wrestling gear and not the handshake and not the handshake from the interview segment from Saturday Night's Main Event when they were both in like their their super tight spandex shirts and pants when they were shaking hands. I'd love it if it was in ring gear, but I love the idea of shaking hands. We've already been given the Elizabeth, so it just makes sense. Mega Powers Elite 2 pack. For the retros, I like where GBM goes with bringing females into the line. And then he specifically named older names Trish, Lita, China, Elizabeth. You have to think that it would be a retro name first, like China or Trish. But at some point, any one of the four horsewomen. Or Asuka is going to sneak her way in. There's no way the Retro's come back. Because they had 10 series originally. There's no way it comes back for another 10. And they don't introduce at least one female. You have the chance to make the first ever female. Well, unless you count Cella's Bull Nakano. Which I guess would be the first female. But you've got to think with Hasbro bringing... Or with Mattel bringing the Hasbro Retro back. They're going to want to throw a female in there. They have to. It makes sense.
1: A lot of people were asking for the first time around and never happened.
0: Would that be crazy if Cella beat him to the punch to release the first ever retro style female figure? That would be good. You had 10 series to put out a female and you didn't. And this independent is going to beat you to the punch? Ah, Mattel can't let that happen.
1: Well, if you think about it, Hasbro had 11 series. Yeah, but we all know that in the 80s and 90s,
0: traditionally, female figures did not sell as well with the boy demographic, right? That's why you saw shorter-packed females across all toy lines, be it G.I. Joe, be it He-Man, superpowers, you name it, female figures were always short-packed. It's different now. Female figures sell just as well as the male figures across boy demographic toys, So it just makes sense to throw a female in there just to say you did it first. So it looks like Chella might have everybody beat.
1: Thank you, GBM, for your questions. Scott, next question comes in from Christopher Dean. Hello, guys. It barely seems like mania season, but we all have the sickness, so we'll all be watching. We definitely were, man. I just hope the wrestlers overdeliver deliver as always, despite the booking quick question off the top of your head, who has been represented the most in wrestling figure form off the top of my head? It's Raven two Jack's lines, toy biz twice and old San Francisco toy makers twice. The other is Hogan. The odd one is Scott Steiner as he's gotten a lot too. AEW. I think Dustin and Jericho are the upper echelon of lots of figures versions too. Let me know what you think. Take care. Uh, you nailed it with Hogan.
0: Definitely Flair.
1: Flair, Sting. Yeah. Um. Although Sting never had never had a Jax.
0: Oh, well, he did when uh, they did the TNA line.
1: True. Very good. I was thinking of um. I was thinking of Jax Classic, but yes, you're correct.
0: Yeah, they did the the TNA Jax. Uh, Warrior has been done <laughs> a lot. He started in LJN. And then went to Hasbro, obviously Jax in 2003. They even had a Warrior Bone Cruncher. Mattel's done a ton of Warriors, so Warrior's been done quite a bit.
1: Yeah, because if you think about it, Hogan had a Remco, too, in the Rocky line. That's true, he did. So, I mean, Hogan. Oh, and a Popey. Andre. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Andre. Macho man for sure, too. LJN, Hasbro. He even had a Toy Biz. Never had a Jax, though.
1: So, if you even go back to the Popey, you got Hogan and Andre.
0: Uh, how about Scott Hall?
1: Yeah, Remco. He had a Remco. Remco Hasbro. Yep. Um, Old San Francisco Toy Makers, uh, Toy Biz, Jax. Yeah. Scott Hall's another one, dude.
0: Rick Martel. Remco, LJN, Hasbro, Jax, Mattel.
1: Obviously, Road Warriors. I, I guess you guys gotta... Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. We hadn't even touched tag teams yet. You're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> Bendy's on that one too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there are quite a few names that have covered. And in fact, I think we started doing something like that when we first started up doing the podcast. It was like names that had the most representation across the most lines. I think we had something similar. Bam Bam has had a pretty good showing as well.
1: Yes. LJN.
0: Hasbro, Toy Biz, Jax, Mattel. So yeah, there's quite a few names. Well, I mean, there's lots, dude. You could keep going. Like, Tito Santana. Yeah, Tito had LJN, he had Hasbro, obviously had Jax, has had Mattel. We all know about Target Tito.
1: He's had a FTC one too. Didn't he have one in the original Legends line? Oh gosh, yeah, you're right. He
0: did. He didn't didn't even mention the the FTC Legends. That's kind (laughs) of one we often overlook and shouldn't, but yes, he did have one in that.
1: So that is just a few to name. (laughs) That was more than a few, dude. That was more than a few, yes. (laughs) A bit. A bit. Scott, next question. Thank you, Christopher. Always a pleasure talking to you. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers.
2: Hello, ladies. And Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. Well, I originally recorded this last week, but some of the wordings and some of the things I talked about were a little bit time-sensitive, like I played back what you guys said two weeks ago about the retro figures. And then I said, well, that didn't age well. Now did it. But at the same time, nobody saw that coming. We all thought they were pretty much long gone or snowball's chance in hell that they would come back and boom, we are all proved wrong. And I'm looking forward to seeing where we go with this comeback of the retros. And then also two weeks ago, I don't know if you remember, Jeff, but you, you know, you failed to remember or wish me a happy birthday. Scott did. Scott's great. Follow Scott's example. And I know, you know, a handful of days later, you know, when you actually text me happy birthday and then there then there was your birthday. So that got me thinking because we both have birthdays right around the same time. And that's WrestleMania, which was last week, which would have been perfect with if the question was aired last week. But anyway... Jeff, I want to know, do you have any type of WrestleMania birthday party stories or did you do ever do anything with wrestling or WrestleMania with your birthday? I know for me, pretty much every WrestleMania up until I moved out was basically part of a birthday present because it always fell somewhere in the realm around my birthday. And I remember, I think it was WrestleMania 2000 and or... Wrestlemania 17, I had a bunch of friends over, and we basically had like a Wrestlemania birthday party. And that was like one of the very few times that ever happened in my life. Normally, especially it being Sunday night on the East Coast, I was watching a pay-per-view and going straight to bed. But we made an exception. At least that one time, and there might have been also Wrestlemania 2002, I can't remember. Like I said, so since our birthdays both fall around on Wrestlemania... What wrestling or WrestleMania birthday party or wrestling themes have you had? And so Scott doesn't feel left out. What memories of Jeff's birthdays do you remember? And did you have any wrestling themed birthday parties and or a birthday party linked to a pay-per-view? I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' answers, and I will take my answers off the air. And also, Jeff, another birthday you forgot. Well, technically, you didn't know about it, but I mentioned it in my previous recording of this last Wednesday, meaning April 7th was my cat Dexter's birthday. He was three. And Dexter is neutered, which is a reminder to everybody to have their pets spayed or neutered. Later.
1: Well, happy birthday to Dexter. I did not know about Dexter, who is spayed and neutered Scott's birthday.
0: <laughs> you did it again. You forgot the cat's birthday, dude.
1: I love how Justin sneaks spade and neutered into each <laughs> audio. That's awesome. Okay, so birthday parties. I've never really done a birthday party. There was one time, and I want to say it was WrestleMania 5. Scott, myself, our parents went out to a city out here called Walnut Creek and went to a friend's house to watch WrestleMania. I think it was 5.
2: And uh, I- we did
0: watch 5 there, yes.
1: And I can't remember if that was on my birthday or was the day before the day after. I remember WrestleMania Five was around my birthday. I just can't remember the date of it. But to be honest, each birthday feels special now, especially going to these cities, these host cities that is WrestleMania. Because honestly, it's like a bunch of people are like running up to me. Hey, happy birthday. You know, it's such a great feeling. Then, like, for example... Celeste and I went to Dallas for WrestleMania 32 and that was on my birthday. And it was just special being there. I mean, it was a long day because like seven, eight hours, but at the same time, it feels special. You're like, it's my birthday. I'm at a WrestleMania event. I'm sitting in a comfortable seat in Dallas stadium. Cause we had club seats. It, and it's just, there's a f- great feeling to it, a specialness to it. Going to these host cities, having everybody run up, it just feels like a constant party when we go to these WrestleMania host cities. So uh, to be honest, they all feel special, especially when we go.
0: And it's not a specific party that happened. It just feels like the whole trip is mm-hmm. one long party. Like, especially when it revolves around Jeff's birthday or falls around Jeff's birthday. Yep. R- really, the only thing I can remember about like doing something for your birthday at WrestleMania would have been WrestleCon. At WrestleMania 34, when, for your birthday, right after we got Trish's signature, we went over to Mikey Whipwreck's table, and you got the FTC figure signed from him.
1: Yep, sure did.
0: And that was your birthday gift. Yep. But really, like, it just ends up being, like, one long party and... We'll end up buying you dinner or something for your birthday. And it just ends up being just one big, like you said, Jeff, just one big celebration. And it's just always fun because it's mm-hmm. right around WrestleMania. And it's just, an, it's a happening. It's an event.
1: Also WrestleMania 21 down in Los Angeles. That was a special day because it was my birthday. And, you know, going to WrestleMania 21, that's the, it's just like what I was talking about with Dallas. It was actually on my birthday and I got to meet David Arquette.
0: Former WCW champion.
1: Yes. And that's what I told him. I I didn't say, hey, were you in Scream? Hey, were you on the Howard Stern show? No, I said, Hey, you're a former WCW world champion, aren't you? <laughs> you know? And he laughed about that.
0: <laughs> that was pretty quick, dude. And then
1: <laughs> and then I offered to buy him his food and he <laughs> Let me let me get your nachos, David Arquette. I will say David was really cool though. I mean people came over with their flip phones and he put his food down and his drink down. And took pictures with everybody that stopped him. He was really, really a nice guy. He should have been carrying that
0: WCW world title.
1: He <laughs> pe- really should have. More people would have recognized him. <laughs> or challenged him for it. <laughs> Get in the cage, Arquette. You know what's funny is we never had wrestling-themed birthdays, Scott. No, we didn't. As
0: crazy as that sounds, no, we never had a wrestling-themed birthday. Why? I have no idea. But it just it never happened.
1: We did have baseball themed. We did have, actually, I don't know if we had any other themes. I think it was just mainly baseball. Yeah. I think I had Batman when I was younger. Oh, that's right. Yes. Creepy Batman. Had you sit on his lap.
0: That's true. He did. (laughs) He did like, wow, Batman, you brought your batarang. Cool. (laughs) All right. No, I'm not going to go sit over there with you, Batman.
1: (laughs) And by the way, Steve did not want to play your your audio last week. Steve found us. did not want to play your audio last week, Justin. That's what it was. That's why we didn't get to the listener.
0: Wow. What? Bury he's- a special guest a week later when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> I'm just well saying. done, heel and host extraordinaire.
1: I'm expecting a text message from Steve saying, "You dick." <laughs> <laughs>
0: You take me to the second best talkeria. You insult me on your show. Blame me for a missed listener segment. <laughs> it's going to be quite the text message. I, I want can't, to read it. I can't wait for it. I'm going to read yeah, it. Forward it on, to me.
1: I'm going to read it on the air next, next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but do it in Steve's voice since he mimicked us.
1: Justin, as always, thank you for sending in your audio it's much appreciated uh get on steve's case about not wanting it on last week (laughs) you're such a jerk i know i know scott last question of the week comes in from josh thompson jeff and scott jt here back with that weekly question this one's for jeff jeff how many cooked hot dogs have you eaten in one sitting (laughs) wait wait what
0: What? is this how many you can fit in your mouth
1: Is this from uh, Private Parts, the movie?
0: <laughs> Jeff Ayashi, just downing hot dogs, like dipping buns in water and just slamming hot dogs in his mouth. What? Well, it sounds like your childhood. <laughs> you did going- keep
1: hot dogs under your bed. Are we going back to the creepy Batman thing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many hot dogs? I- Man, I don't know. Fat Boy Jeff, when I was younger, I used to be able to pack away the dogs, but I, dude, I don't know how many. I think it was eight in one sitting.
0: Okay. Well, let's remember when we were getting late nineties pay-per-views, Ed Bell would come over and Ed Bell would bring his uh, hot dog steamer. And it was one of those old school ones, metal with the glass fronts and the metal top where it was hot dog steamed on one side, buns on the other. Ed would load it up with hot dogs and buns and the entire pay-per-view, we would sit there and eat hot dogs. I don't remember how, like, we blew through the entire thing, but I don't remember how many you would eat in a sitting, Jeff. Like, just say, for a three-hour pay-per-view, I don't know how many you demolished.
1: I think it was eight. I think that's the most I've ever had in one sitting. Now, here's the thing. I don't remember if they were little ballpark Franks or... No,
0: they were Casper-sized dogs, dude.
1: Okay, so the Casper-sized dogs, I don't remember. But the little ballpark Franks, I used to be able to sit downstairs and just pound those things down, dude. When, like, mom and dad would leave us alone for a summer vacation, I'd be sitting downstairs just eating hot dogs.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, I, that's true. That was your favorite food.
1: It was. <laughs> that was my only food. That and cereal.
0: At least you refrigerated it when you were downstairs. <laughs> However, when you went upstairs, oh, the salmonella. Oh. It's disgusting.
1: <laughs> that's how I survived the coronavirus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> My system's, my system's immune to shit like that, dude.
0: All those four-week-old room-temperature hot dogs saved you from the COVID.
1: Uh, so to answer JT's question, I think it's eight, but when we were doing those old-school pay-per-views or those monthly pay-per-views during the Attitude Era or late 90s, I think it was when Ed Bell would bring the steam over. I think it was like four or five.
0: Okay. That sounds about right because we would sit there for three hours and just watch wrestling and just – Keep going back and getting hot dogs. It was so much fun. But do you remember when mom and dad would leave and you and I would wrestle for the foam WWF title?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: And sometimes we'd be a tag team and we'd use the big uh, pillowy cushions that you'd rest up against, up against the couch. Mm -hmm. We'd use that as our opponents and we'd hit them with doomsday devices. But every once in a while, the foam belt would be up for grabs between you and I. And typically... The way those matches ended was I'd have you in a figure four or a Boston crab or a sharpshooter. I'd apply way too much pressure. You would cry. (laughs) You would have marks on your legs because I applied too much pressure. You would threaten to tell mom and dad when they got home. (laughs) And then I would have to pull a Hogan finger poke of doom on Nash and give you the title Because otherwise you were going to tell mom and dad my ass would have been grass.
1: (laughs) Do you remember the very first time I ever beat you in a wrestling match?
0: No, I do not. Like a legit, like I didn't like just lay down. You submitted. Really?
1: Yes. So this is the very first time it ever happened. And I think this is when you realized, oh crap, my brother's getting bigger than me.
0: It's probably the day I retired.
1: It was. It was was our last last match. It was our last match. And there was no Mick Foley or anything or Terry Funkin. No, you quit right after that, dude. There was no more matches. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't Brett Farvin. (laughs) Exactly. But the funny thing was, is, God, it's funny. I remember this like it was yesterday, dude, because I know it's a little side jog of story, but I've been watching a lot of old stuff on YouTube while I'm working. A lot of like old school baseball stuff, like old school Giants uh, video of VHS tapes or old school A's VHS tapes, and watching a lot of the Bay Area baseball back in the late '80s, early '90s. Right? Okay. But what's funny is, is they'll show something. For example, I'll use this as an example: Kevin Mitchell with the barehanded catch in St. Louis. Yes. I remember I was downstairs in mom's and dad's house going oh my God, he just caught that with his bare hand. It's funny because I see all these clips and I'm like, I remember where I was when that happened. I was over at a friend's house watching this 1990 All-Star game. I was over here. It's just crazy how all this stuff comes back to me. But ask me what I ate for dinner two nights ago. I couldn't tell you.
0: Of course, we're older now.
1: Dude, it's crazy.
0: Anyway. We got that long-term memory.
1: (laughs) But... Now, going back to our wrestling match, Chicago Cubs game on TV, they were playing the Giants. It was a sunny day. Mom and dad were gone. I put you in a Boston Crab. Now, I don't know how we got into the Boston Crab, but I got you into the Boston Crab. You submitted right there. That was the last time we ever wrestled.
0: <laughs> you're like, hey, next time they left, you're like, hey, did you want to wrestle? I'm like, nah, said, let's go play Bases Loaded.
1: Yes. You said, let's go play RBI Baseball. Let's go play Bases Loaded. Let's go play... <laughs> Uh, anything else but
0: wrestle. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to go outside and shoot baskets.
1: Screw you. <laughs> right, right. It must have been between the uh, hours of 11 and 3.05 because we were waiting for NWA to come on. Right. But it's funny, dude. I remember these things like vividly. What would you
0: have for lunch today?
1: Uh, I know rice was involved.
0: Okay, see? Your short-term memory? Garbage. But that long-term memory... Very strong, and I don't remember you beating me, so that's for the record, also.
1: It did happen. Okay, if you say so. Yep, you went out on your stomach because you were on the camel clutch. <laughs> Scott, that rounds out the sh- that rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. dot com over there. You can get the carded and loose prices of LJN's Hasbro's Galoobs, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments, and. Retro. So if you are in the hunt for any of those, check out wrestlingtoytracker.com.
0: Scott Eagle Moss. Yes, guys. If you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life, and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone look no further than Eagle Moss. Give them a follow on Twitter at hero collector underscore. Check out all of the cool properties under their umbrella from star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, DC, and of course, WWE superstars from the past superstars from the present. Check out their cool line of WWE statues. You will not be disappointed. Eagle Moss on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore.
1: And of course, we want to throw it back to the podcast and buddies. Check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Over there, they have a fun show doing a lot of nostalgia stuff, talking about toys, talking about movies, talking about comics. They have a fun show over there. It drops every Sunday just like this one. Also, check out Breaker's. You know it's fake, right? Because this past week he had a... Excellent, excellent guest. Very entertaining guest. Um, One of the best guests, if not the best guest he's ever had.
0: What he had, Bane on? No, it was me. Oh, why are you lying to people?
1: No, he really did have me on. I'm not lying.
0: Oh, he threw you a bone. That's so. Dude, (laughs) Breaker's a hell of a guy.
1: He is the best man. He really is. He
0: really is the best.
1: Also, check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling on YouTube, where you can watch your reigning defending power hour pro wrestling tag team champions scott and jeff fully posable. we are awesome (laughs) we are i love ourselves over
0: (laughs) it's cool being a video game champion
1: it is dude very humble
0: (laughs) just so modest
1: we don't feel any of those bumps and bruises it's awesome (laughs) so check out power hour pro wrestling Also, check out Eric and Barry over at Doing the Favor where they have a fun wrestling show and wrestling figure show and a sports show. And I said it last week, but also I hope Eric had a wonderful, wonderful birthday this past week. So check out DoingTheFavor.com where you can listen to all of their shows. We had him on last week, and he was great. Steve from the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm not going to say his last name anymore. He's
0: just Steve from the PPW Podcast.
1: Steve F. <laughs>
0: you can't mispronounce F.
1: Yeah, exactly. Actually, you can't. Steve
0: <sighs> Well done, dude.
1: Thank you. I found a way. <laughs>
0: Win a fail on purpose.
1: (laughs) Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, Steve, for being on last week. It was a lot of fun. Um, By the way, if you start up that Patreon, we'll pay to have you make fun of us in a Patreon. That's fantastic. (laughs) We'll support it. Yeah, we'll definitely support that one. But you have to throw in at
0: least 30 dudes per show.
1: That's the over-under or is that the the mandatory dude? That's the
0: hard minimum. You have to say, dude, at least 30 times a show.
1: Also check out our friends, Sashina and Mark over at the chick fil show and check out their Facebook group. You heard that voice earlier, Justin Summers. He actually sounded like Joel Gertner a little bit. He kind of did. I was like, whoa. Oh, wait, no, not Joel Gertner, uh, Val Venus.
0: Uh, yes, he did sound like Val Venus, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, same character. Anyways, Pretty much, dude. You're right. Anyways, check out Justin Summers over at the Wrestling Cheers, where he talks about a Northeast Ohio-based independent wrestling promotion called AIW, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of big names came out of AIW. So check out the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Check out my buddy, your buddy, everybody's buddy, RJ over at Ringside Rant, our buddies, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker, and this past week, On pulling up a chair, Tim had on GBM. Great show. GBM did great. To find out more about GBM, check out Pulling Up a Chair. And Scott, drunk wrestling history, what you got?
0: Before we get to drunk wrestling history, just want to say two of my favorite people, GBM and Tim. Again, Tim puts on a great show. And I do want to say I am recording with Tim this weekend. And I will be episode 10. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely stay tuned to Tim's social media. Pulling up a chair. Get details on when episode 10 drops. But before you do that, go download his latest with GBM. Like I said, just two of my favorite people in the Fig Life community. Drunk Wrestling History. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. This past show that we dropped this past Friday Great American Bash 91, which a lot of people remember for the Barry Windham and Lex Luger cage match. But honestly, Jeff, we reviewed it because there was a scaffold match between Terrence Taylor, stunning Steve Austin, beautiful Bobby Eaton, and the 400-pound rapper PN News. A scaffold match.
1: And how did that go?
0: As well as you would expect. They actually, and this is kind of a spoiler for the show, they actually changed the rules because nobody wanted to take that fall off the top of the scaffold. Bunch of whiny babies. Come on, be a Dennis Condry and just drop. (laughs) Anyway, nobody wanted to take the fall off, so they changed it to capture the flag rules. On a scaffold. Terrible. Terrible. And we let them hear all about it. But... You can find that episode wherever you find your podcasts at. Normally, anywhere you find Fully Posable, you'll find Drunk Wrestling History again on Twitter at Wrestling Underscore Drunk. Where we're not always accurate, but we are always
1: drunk. I was uh, listening to the TLC episode, and I was kind of surprised that nobody even knew about the Terry Invitational. The tit? Yes, you were the one that had. You were the one that brought that up.
0: Yeah, it's Attitude Era stuff, man. Of course that's what it was called.
1: Yeah. I mean, how can anyone forget that during that No Mercy match with the Hardys and E&C, Lawler was all over Terry at the beginning of the match. And then by the end, he was like all in favor of, you know, ending the match. And, you know, I don't know if the services are worth this, you know. Yes. Lawler's commentary on that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, he was really good, dude. Like, Attitude Era is definitely, like, his jam. That's where he shined. Right. So,
1: anyways, uh, check out Drunk Wrestling History. Check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call.
0: Yes, of course I'm going to throw it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. who's next Hasbro, Jeff. I can't share the name. But it's coming soon. You gotta stay tuned to his social media. This is not one that you're gonna wanna miss. It's one of my favorites. He's already done the Road Warriors. He's definitely hitting me in the feels with this one. I can't share the name. But you gotta stay tuned to his social media. Across all platforms, the art of Jason Wolf. He's doing custom Hasbros. He's making amazing art. Get in touch with the man himself on his social media or... Jump onto his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, Draws.com. Custom Hasbros, amazing art. What can't this man do? The great, the amazing, the super talented. Jason Wolf, social media, the art of Jason Wolf. Custom Hasbros, you know you want him. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call.
1: You're teasing us like Jim Ross used to do on the uh, hotline. I can't tell you who was
0: backstage. And see, I'm not even telling people to call a 900 number. It's not 900-909-9900. It's not that. It's just stay tuned to social media. It's free. It's easy. Do it. You like custom Hasbro's? Just go do it. Right. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to get this one guaranteed. If you are a collector of Hasbro's, you're gonna want this figure.
1: So Scott for episode two hundred and seventy four. Anything else?
0: Get yourself vaccinated. Fig life since twenty sixteen, and happy toy hunting.
1: Yes, please get yourself vaccinated. It's so easy to do. Then we can all start hanging out again. Right, right. That's the main point to all this is just being able to do stuff again, like go back to normal times. Although I have become a introvert now and I'm a hermit and I'm like, oh, I like this home life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like sweats.
1: <laughs> sweats and gym shorts. This is something I can live in.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> i went back to work um this is my second week back so last week was my first week back and i've got to say dude wearing pants again zero out of ten would not recommend shorts (laughs) and sweats are so much better i literally had not worn like jeans or work pants in one year it was glorious it was all about basketball shorts And sweatpants or pajama pants and tank tops. And now I'm back in like button up shirts and work pants. And I'm like, you know, I think I used to be able to do five loops on this belt. (laughs) Now I'm at three. (laughs) I need to walk more. So what happens in my first week back to work? I pull a calf muscle.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I did. It's still lingering back there, too. I can feel it every time I walk. It's getting less, but I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, you talk about getting out of shape in a year. Like, my belt is definitely not as loose as it used to be. These work pants also don't even need a belt anymore. Like, my button up shirts, I'm like, hmm, okay. Like, from the front, not so bad. And I turn to the side, I'm like, oh, look at you, Kool Aid Man. (laughs) Look at you.
1: That's funny you mentioned that we are men- We are ta- having the talk right now of all of us back in the office. Because right now we're just doing one person in each day. And wh- my employee, he wants all of us back in, like, immediately. He's like, I want- we're getting vaccinated. We're all going to be back in. This is going to be great. Like, he's so he excited. He needs friends.
0: He needs buddies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hold on. I finally get to w- listen to music on my time instead of Sean just playing music the whole time, you know, watching YouTube and, you, you know, you don't want to he... listen
0: to a Trey you anymore. Sean,
1: <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy it, Like I was talking about earlier, I'm going back. I'm doing these deep dives into old school baseball, like Bay area baseball back in the late eighties, nineties. I couldn't do that with Sean in the office because he plays music and then he's watching YouTube and then, you know, stuff like that. So Eric's like, I want, I can't wait to have everybody back. And I'm like, Okay, pump the brake. (laughs) Calm
0: down, dude.
1: I was like, okay, after Memorial Day.
0: It's like, don't you have a PS5 at home, Eric? He does. Yeah. Why are you so excited to get back to the office? Calm down, dude. Play your PS5.
1: I know. Not during work hours because I need you right now. But yeah, uh, play your PS5, dude.
0: (laughs) Oh, speaking of PS5, if I can throw out a quick request. About? There's a lady at work, and I've already hit up GBM about this because he's the great finder. There's a lady at work. She's in her mid 50s. She is on a desperate hunt for a PS5 for her husband for their anniversary which takes place in August and she's panicking. She's been trying since like January to get this thing. And oh, my it's been God. impossible. Yeah, she's following like all sorts of social media accounts that supposedly have like breaking news when a website gets them in. She's had zero luck. I'm checking Costco, I'm checking online. I'm trying to help her out. I put out the word to GBM. He's on the hunt. But if anybody has a cost plus shipping PS5, I know that's not ideal because you can get like double that now. But if anybody has it in the goodness of their heart to help out a woman with her anniversary gift for her husband, it would be greatly appreciated. Please let me know or reach out to the Fully Posable account. Let me know. PayPal is at the ready. She's on the hunt, she's getting desperate. But if you have one cost plus shipping, let me know. I'm not trying to flip this thing. There really is a lady at work trying to help her husband get one for their anniversary. If you could help me out, I'd greatly appreciate it. And so would she. End of request.
1: The PS5 is still that hard to find.
0: It is, dude. It is. I've been checking Costco every day and it's sold out because they've got a bundle with like an extra controller or something. And I've been checking every day and it's still long gone. They don't have them inside Costco. I've even looked in Costco. They don't have them in. I can never find them in the stores. So she's hunting hot and heavy. And if she gets one, I'll call the hunt off. But if anybody out there has one for sale, let me know, please.
1: Oh my God, dude.
0: Yeah, I feel so bad for her. She's like getting nervous. Like, I'm not going to have an anniversary. I'm like,
1: but you have four
0: months. Like, chill out a little bit. But now I'm seeing how hard they are to find still. And I'm like, man, it's crazy. So maybe if you could let your buddy Eric at work know too, if he happens to hear of anything.
1: Uh, He's off tomorrow, but I will hit him up on Monday about it.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: But in the meantime, we hope everybody sat back and enjoyed episode 274. Justin, thank you so much for getting your Dexter spayed and neutered. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: You're ridiculous.
1: Thank you to everyone for listening to episode 274. Hashtag (laughs) Fig Life Adios.
2: Yeah. Fully ball. Let's go Jeff and Scott the Tomb Brothers Busting out
1: the ring But we don't take it out the box M.O.C. Happy toy hunting We'll see you next week with the OGs of W.F.P